Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season and are gearing up for the summer playoffs. While certain teams are locks to make the playoffs, others are fighting for the opportunity to chase the golden trophy this summer. And DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is ready to put you in the center of all the action by turning $1 into $100. Turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game, and if that team of your choosing hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. That's 100 to 1 odds that a team of your choosing hits a three, and they don't even have to win. This year's teams have been hitting threes at unprecedented paces, so get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA apply. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high-energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday, April 27th, 2021 at time of this recording. Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you for your time and listens and downloads of this hockey podcast hosted by a hack. My name is Richard Blosser. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast where we cover the Hershey Bears 11-time Calder Cup champions in the American Hockey League here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you for bringing us on. And as you heard in the intro, we are sponsored by DraftKings. Make sure to check them out for all sports betting. They have some lovely casino features as well. And remember, if you are going to gamble, please do so responsibly. There's always games are nice when you have a little sweet action on it, but too much sweetness. That's a bad thing. Is that a bad metaphor? Maybe, but who knows? On with the show. The boys this weekend double dipped 
against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Penguins, our rivals up I-81, proud affiliate of the back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins. There I said it. So their first game was Saturday, 1 o'clock star. (sighs) I'm getting really, really tired of these 1 o'clock games. I I think this week is it. I think we are finally done with the 1 o'clock games. I think next week we don't have a Saturday game because we have a Friday night game against Binghamton. or uh, Yeah, Binghamton or Newark. Still love those Friday nights in Binghamton. And then I think we have another Saturday game, but that's going to be, I think, a 3 o'clock start for that one. And after that, I think there's one on the 15th. But we'll deal with that when the time comes. So these 1 p.m. games are coming to an end. Thank the hockey gods up above. So Bears and Penguins going at it. And it is pretty much a slog getting through this game. I mean, yeah, both teams tried to get an early jump. I mean, Wilkes-Barre really pushed in the first five or six minutes. And boys and girls, when Wilkes-Barre was actually half decent in the mid 2010s uh the times that i would go up to wilkesbury these were the type of games that i knew wilkesbury would do wilkesbury would always come out flying they put shots in on whoever the goaltender was whether it was justin peters joe canada david leggio um dan ellis i am invoking some really rough (laughs) goalie names right now i can hear some of you shuddering as you hear these names, but they just pepper these goalies. Why they do this? Because it worked. And back then in the 2010s, did Mohican Sun Arena could be a tough place to play in. I should know. But back to the present now, Wilkesbury just invoked that. They got up on the Bears six nothing early in shots and just throwing stuff uh on Fukali in this, and it was just uh Typical Wilkes-Barre jump early in the game. But as we've seen in the past, you just got to stick with it. Just stick them. And the Bears played some really good defense. And eventually the game slowed down. A couple power plays came up and Hershey was able to even up the shots as well. But the game, oh man, this was really rough to watch on a Saturday afternoon. Thank goodness. I was not there because this would have just been nothing but capital B boring. And Wilkesbury even gets gets the shots up to 9-6 on Hershey in the first period. And this is just, come on, guys. I know it's a Saturday afternoon, but come on. Do, do I have to start handing out monster energies? Wait, don't confuse what they need, what you drink in the morning. Okay, got it. So we head on to the second and... An innocent little check throw on Eddie Whitko. Angelo doesn't like it, and they just start throwing fists. Finally, something happens. As Eddie Whitko and Anthony Angelo goes at it, for all you Pittsburgh Penguins fans that listen to this, yes, that's what's happened to Anthony Angelo. He's riding the bus here in Northeast PA. Both of you go, all right, you for two minutes, you for two minutes, go sit down. And some more mixing up happens as there's posts and shoving after a whistle. I mean, supposedly Fukali got shoved a little bit, but P.O. Joseph, a former Bay of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, and Morelli start mixing up and having words. 
Kale Cassie skates in and is like, all right, who's best with my bro? Who wants to go? Come on, you, come on, come on. And the refs, well, they know they got to get control of this game. They just get in there and go, all right, nothing to see here. Go to the box there, Bonnie lad. Go to the box. Nothing to see here. And if I was at the game, I'd be like, I need something to see here. Come on. Let's get this going a little bit. It's a Saturday afternoon. If this keeps getting boring, I'm going to go to Hershey Park. Oh, wait. The way my uh, fiance was texting me, that probably wasn't a good idea. But on we go to the... We go to the second period. Well, deeper into the second, I should say. The boys just work it down low and throw one in front. Scramble in front of the play. Connor McMichael bats. It's bat around in front. It's in. It's in. It's in. They got one past Diorio. They got him. Finally. Ice cold milk and a Diorio cookie. <laughs> uh, Axel Janssen Fialbi. I call him AJ, him and his beautiful hair, and it's one nothing Hershey, and they take that into the locker room, and the boys are up one nothing. Thank the hockey gods there was something about this game. But, of course, Wilkes-Barre just can't go away. They're not going to go away. It's freaking Wilkes-Barre. And they get a power play midway through the third. Drew O'Connor just takes a puck down low and just rides rides off the corner. Deeks, Deeks, and just tucks it. Oh, my goodness, it's in. Just tucks it right underneath Fukali. How'd he get that? How'd he get that in there? How? How He, he just, he kind of tucks it. It's one of those short, low shots where you're parallel with the goalie. And there was room somewhere. I don't know, but. Tie game, power play goal for Wilkes-Barre, and we are tied at two points apiece. But 5.30 left to go in the third. The boys get some work going in the zone, throws it over to Alexander Alexiev. Double A just throws a nice little wrister on scores! Double A, Alexander Alexiev, not Arn Anderson. If you know, you know, but Alexander Alexiev Fresh off of Russia, fresh out of off of quarantine, and on the board he goes, and it's 2-1 Hershey late in the third. Go on, lads. Get in. Beautiful stuff. And the boys just go into lockdown and just keep Wilkes-Barre on their, on their back end, in their offensive zone. They are saying, you are not going to win this game, Wilkes-Barre. And I love it that the Bears do this, that they are the better team, the more clutch team, and just show that in a closing style that you love to see late late in the year, even if it is a COVID-shortened season. And later on, empty net for the Bears. Well, empty net for the Penguins, I should say. Empty net and comes out of the zone. In comes Brian Pinho, has a... Penguin draped all over him. Boy, that sounded weird. Has a Wilkes-Barre Penguin draped all over him. Doesn't care. Falls on his butt. Slaps it into the empty net. Brian Pinho gets his sixth goal of the season on his 12th shot of the season. I wish I was making that up. And it's 3-1 Hershey. Go warm up the bus. And that will do it. And that will do it.
Bears three, Wilkes-Barre one. And they take the first of a home-and-home on the weekend. And already the Bears have won the weekend. And I know, I know some Bears fans listening to this aren't going to like that I use, use that term, winning the weekend. But it was a phrase used by Troy Mann, and it worked. And for those of you listening who don't know what win the weekend is, um, you don't do this in the NHL because it's 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 twenty four seven, but the majority of the American Hockey League games are typically played between Wednesday and Sunday, and obviously between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's a lot of three and threes that get played here: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or sometimes you get Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, or Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, something in that order. And what you want to do is that you approach it like a mini three-game series and you want to win the weekend because if you win the weekend on the season you will go I know 666 or 670 and no matter what league you're in that's good enough for the playoffs can you hit 500 every once in a while yeah sure 500's fine or if you want to go by the point system get four five or all six points out of those weekends and you're going to make the playoffs. And if you and if you can already win that scenario that is these mini series, you're already set up in a playoff like mentality. This does make sense. This does make sense. But I'm kind of rambling a little bit, aren't I? But you know what I mean. Win the weekend. That's what you got to do. That's what good teams do. That's what great teams do. That's what great Bears teams have done. And that's exactly what we were seeing out of this team. They got a win on Wednesday, a win on Saturday afternoon. And on Sunday, we go back to the arena in the shadow of a mountain. Mohegan Sun Arena, formerly known as the First Union Center, up there in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, literally just off of I-81 as you go through a couple of mountain passes. Five o'clock start up there in Wilkes-Barre. And, you know, I'm all for these type of games. Five o'clock starts in Wilkes-Barre, done. And Wilkes-Barre, ooh, they brought out their Sunday bests. They have Sunday alternates. Oh, lovely. These are probably going to be gold because lull Pittsburgh, they're going to wear what Big Brother does. And, oh, Oh, well, this is new. They have that alternate penguin logo where it's a penguin kind of looking up. And these are straight black jerseys with yellow striping on the elbows and a big yellow stripe along the waist and yellow numbers and yellow TV numbers and a yellow collar. I like this. Okay. I can get behind this. There's... There's... Some bulky striping on the elbows and the waists, but big yellow numbers, uh, very minimalist. I can get behind these. I would like to see these as regular um, dark jerseys. We can't say home or away because, lol, the AHL has this lovely habit of where where you wear dark jerseys at home. But the boys and Wilkes-Barre... I don't know what got into these two teams, but it was fire wagon hockey on a Sunday afternoon. Up and down, on we go. Two on twos, three on twos, four on twos. Up and down, back and forth. Guys, guys, take it down a notch. We don't have enough granola bars to go around. 
There's only so many granola bars we have in the back. Come on, guys. You, you can't keep this up the entire game. And we start getting into some penalty trouble early. Thankfully, it's on the Wilkes-Barre side. And it's a four-on-three power play for the for the boys. And, you know, I hate it when teams do this. When it becomes this type of power play, everybody tries to look for the perfect pass or... Or on a five-on-three, they'll throw it to the guy down low on the near boards. And he always tries to look for that bank shot in front. And it just it, it gets tiresome. Where's the shot guy? Where's the grip it and rip it? Or if you're going to try these passing plays, bring it in, lads. Bring it in so you can get quicker passes and get the defense moving. If you just stand still looking for shots, guys are going to get in the way with this. And Wilkes-Barre was doing good because they had a two and one triangle setup, which is where they had one guy in front of the net dealing with the guy with the bear in front of the net. Everybody stay with me on this. And you had two guys up top to get in the passing and or shooting lanes. Now, why am I bringing all this up? Because it worked. The bears just couldn't get anything outside of like perimeter shots and any type of crossing shots would get, uh, sticks in the lane you'd have too many bodies in front to try and do a snipe shot for the love of god somebody do something if i was in wilkesbury i'd be getting upset well philippe mallet just eventually said all right f this throws one on the high slot and bam gets it in and beats emmy lormy four on three power play goal this power play is heating up is looking good at the end of the year and the bears are on the board early one nothing Hershey Mallet Malate good for him four on three power play goal but Wilkesbury just gets another power play right back and they get all set up they get some nice passing moves going you see what happens when you get nice crisp tape to tape passes on a power play it's liquid hockey as I like to say and there's a crossing feed over to to uh to Boyga what kind of name is Boyga he scores. A guy by the name of Berger just scored. Right. Well, Wilkesbury ties it. It's never easy when you go on the road up there. And of course, when they scored, you heard the honk. Now, being the y the the yinzer that I am, boys and girls, I do love the Pittsburgh Penguins goal horn. I really do. It sounds great on television. Wilkes-Barre's, not so much. This thing is a loud, blasting, glaring, deafening goal horn that goes off. Trust me, if this thing goes off on the radio side, you'll hear it. They have to turn the game down on the microphones because it's that bad. Aye. But, all right, power play goal for Wilkes-Barre, fine. It's never easy. It wouldn't be easy. Why would it be? 1-1. One, one. And so we play on in the first. Things have seemed to settle down a little bit with about less than two minutes to go. In comes Wilkesbury back into the zone a little two-on-two. Two. Drop pass back for Josh Curry. Just throws one net. Oh, dear God, it beat Copley. Curry beats Copley clean as a whistle. Okay, was there, was there a guy screening him? You know, maybe a guy defending on the roof. No. No. He beat him. Okay, 
fine. Okay, Alexia did that on yesterday, so it happened with us. It's fine. We'll be fine. We got this. We're cool. So we go at it in the second period. Early on in the second, nice face-off win for the boys. Remember what I said on the Friday podcast about winning face-offs. This is what you got to do, especially on the road. And Alexia just throws one off the boards. Wow, those lively boards right out in front. And the Bears score! And who was it? <laughs> Love doing this on the road. <laughs> it's Matt O'Clock, everyone! <laughs> Matt Molson, number 26 with those lively bounces off the boards. It's like he's played in NHL arenas where that's happened. I'm looking at you, Detroit. And the Bears have tied the game. We're back in this, everyone. All right. All right, we got this. We're going to be fine. And it's going to turn into one of these games. It's going to be a high-scoring game in Wilkes-Barre. I've had my fair share of these. These tend to happen. And, well, the bounces just still just don't go your way. As Wilkes-Barre just throws a nice little bouncing puck in net as John Gruden just comes down from the bottom of the circle, just throws one, and oh my goodness, it's off of Shane Gersuch skate and goes in. Jonathan Gruden, a throwaway player in one of JR's last offseason trades to get Casperi Cannon back in Pittsburgh, scored. Figures. And for all of you Pittsburgh Penguins fans who wondered what happened to John Gruden, that's what's happened to him. And Wilkes-Barre retakes the lead off a lucky bounce, and it's 3-2. Wait a minute. There's a lot of lucky bounces in this game. Is this some mythical hockey gods paying us back for all the stuff we've done against Wilkes-Barre this year? The disallowed goal against Belliari, the the jam play that was never stopped, you know, back in back in March. No, 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 no. The hockey gods have gotten us back through through um, Corona d- cancellations. No, the, the, it's not going to get paid back in full. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. So, Wilkes-Barre gets another power play late. Well, not late. Midway through through the second. And this is just... Oh, come on. I don't want to... We, we shouldn't play this period on the power play. I mean, them on the power play. You're never going to get shots. You're never going to generate anything. And AJ just gets on his horse. Blocks a shot. Gets out of the zone. Goes on up ahead. Takes on... Looks at Diorio. Looks, looks. Shot scores! Axel Janssen Fialbi, him and his beautiful hair. Such volume, such color. He's worth it. And it's the first shorthanded goal of this hybrid season given up by the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. And the Bears have tied it at three points apiece. Whatever shall we do? <laughs> and I got to say this for Wilkes-Barre. That it is, checks notes... April 28th, we have three weeks left in the season, and this is the first shorthanded goal given up by Wilkes-Barre. Credit to their power, penalty kill for just having that 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 kind of um, defense or, you know, the team really not letting their guard down on the penalty kill. So good on them. Good on you, Wilkes-Barre. See, I'll recognize talent when I see it when it comes to my rivals. 
My eyes are not that blinded by pride. And well, with about six minutes left to go in the third, well, in the second, things start getting a little weird. So Connor McMichael gets tied up with the Wilkes-Barre player as he's trying to get a loose, uh, uh, an open ice uh, puck battle, per se. He's able to fight off the Wilkes-Barre player, but whistle, arm goes up. Okay, Wilkes-Barre guy is kind of draped on him, so they're probably going to call him for holding or interference or something. No. Connor McMichael's getting a penalty? For what? Body's got tangled up. Why Why is he getting a a penalty out of all this? What the heck is going on? I mean, Connor doesn't like it. Spencer Carberry's giving him all kinds of hell. And if I was in Wilkes-Barre, I'd be doing the same thing too. And the ref's just having none out of it. He's going, no, 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 no. Connor, he did the time and the thing and the place. No, no, no. And I'm listening on the radio. Actually, I should say I'm watching on my HL TV on the big screen here at home. And Zach comments, well, now there's four minutes up on the board. Obviously, a, a error done by the scores table, I thought. And I'm watching and I'm thinking, four minutes. They tack on an extra two minute? Nah. Carberry wouldn't lose his cool that much. I mean, it's like the old Bull Durham. He'd have to say the M, uh, MF word to get an extra two. So, no, no, that that's not happened. And Zach mentions, there's a second name under the bears that went up. There's a second bear going to the penalty box. What is going on? Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. It is a five on three power play for Wilkes-Barre. What? What? Did, so, so the announcer pipes up. Um... Hershey penalty to Connor McMichael. Two minutes for interference. <laughs> Fine. You had to call him for something. Fine. Hershey Bears bench penalty. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Two minutes to be served by Philippe Mallet. What? Unsportsmanlike conduct. For what? What? What happened? Did, did, did he MF him? Did he? What? What the hell happened? So you're just going to gift a five-on-three to Wilkes-Barre? So you made it look like Hershey got two minutes for being a bitch. Yeah, I said it. We got two minutes for being a bitch. That's what happened. And I've said this about other teams too. Now, according to 
someone who was there. Allegedly, this was about Fukali was mouthing off on the bench and mouthing off to another player or reaching across the boards for something. Now, I'm not there. Me and the boys weren't. We weren't watching the bench or watching the players. If we were there, perhaps we would have seen what happened. Was Fukali mouthing off? I don't know, but it's not explained. All it is is a blanket two-minute unsportsmanlike conduct five-on-three Wilkes-Barre power play. Okay, all right. I, I now I'm definitely Hades at this point. What five-on-three? All right, all right, all right. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Let's just get out of this. Let's just get out of this. The the best way to get back is to get through this penalty kill. All we got to do is get in, uh, and Wilkes-Barre scores. Five-on-three power play goal because the ref decided to get a little... (sighs) Okay, maybe this is the mythical hockey gods getting back at us for what's happened earlier on in the year. And we go into the third period. Man, this has the possibility to get out of hand. And the boys... They press in the third, and Connor McMichael even gets a ping! Key of E? Is there any other? And, oh, it's starting to look like one of those thirds. Oh, God, the hockey gods really are against us, but we just got to press. Keep pressing on Wilkesbury. Keep putting the shots on. Stick them, as they say in the NFL. Just stick them. You got this. If we pressure them, they'll break. This is Wilkesbury. They're a bunch of parts, they don't have any stars here. We can get this. And 15.30 left in the third. A weak shot off the near boards. Goes in on Copley. Oh, God, it's in. And it goes in. Copley would want that one back. And, again, if I was in Wilkes-Barre, and I'm sure my friends would agree, we'd look at each other and go, ball game. That's it. That's it. A gifted five-on-three where you lost your cool. Whether it's appropriate or not, the Bears lost their cool, lost their focus, gave up a five-on-three, and a ping one way, and Diorio making some excellent saves. It goes the other way, and it's now 5-3 Wilkes-Barre. And you can just you can kind of feel it here in the third. And maybe the hockey gods are getting back at us. Wilkes-Barre tacks on one more as Anthony Angelo gets one at the 8-20 mark of the third period to make it 6-3 Wilkes-Barre. And that's the end of the game. Five-game, well, six-game winning streak comes to an end. Three-game road winning streak brought to an end. And this too shall pass. Bears three, Penguins six. You split the home-and-home series against Wilkes-Barre. Okay, fine. You still technically won the weekend, and you lose one up at a place that's, even in Wilkes-Barre State, is a hard way to go up and get a win. So, yeah, I don't like how some things went later on in the game because the Bears, they did lose their cool and lose their focus. And when a champion loses their focus, they lose everything. And... Maybe this was also the mythical hockey gods getting us back for all the stuff that we had gotten away with in Wilkes-Barre. But who knows? That's it. The Bears are the better team, at least this season. 
and we'll get them next time. We will. We're going to take a short break and be back with some random news nuggets and a big announcement for possibly a show later this week. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast. Do you want a true champion's perspective? Well, come on over to the Bolts broadcast, where we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, have some friendly banter, and of course, hockey name of the day. If you pronounce it, you can get it. Anthony Nunschwander. Ah, you didn't pronounce it right. Anthony? Anthony Nunschwander. It's, it's N-E-U-E-N. It's Neuenschwander. Anthony Neuenschwander. Dude, I always slept in German class, so I don't know... I don't know how you expected me to put that together. Come on. You only took it for four years. I took it for two. You took it for two years? Oh, no. Jado yeah. took it that long. I, I took it for two years and was, like, asleep in all of German, too. Oh, you, you, you only took it in, in uh, junior high. You didn't take yeah. it in high school at all. No. Yeah, she sent us across the hallway, and it was, like, me and, I don't know, five other people, and all we did was just goof off because it was an empty room of just us while she was too busy yelling at you guys because you guys were a terrible class. <laughs> no, uh, we weren't a terrible class. A couple people were terrible people. Uh, I'm not going to mention names. I'm not going to call it anybody in this pod. It was Chase Crawshaw. It was 100% <laughs> not me. Oh, boy. I know a couple of those names, but, uh, yeah, it's a good point, Chase. We won't mention those here. New episodes every Monday. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett Podcast, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. A Tampa Bay Lightning podcast? Did I really just reference that? Well, for a very brief period in the 1990s, the Hershey Bears were the affiliate of the Tampa Bay Lightning Again, a very, very small portion. I think they were Tampa and Colorado's there in the mid-90s. But as Gordie Howe once said, anyone who's anyone in the world of hockey has come through Hershey at one point sooner rather than later. All righty, let's move on to some news, notes, nuggets, and all the hockey news that matters to this hack. So we will start with, as the Hershey Bears announced, their PC... SU player of the week on their Twitter and it goes to none other than the Highlander himself Connor McMichael who tallied two goals and two assists over three games this past weekend including scoring two power play goals in Wednesday in Allentown and he leads Hershey with goals at 10 points in 17 and game winning goals at 5 good granny this kid and you know, I know so much of Bears Nation who is not giving two Fs about this season. Who I know why they don't they don't come. There's no Calder Cup. You have to wear masks, social distancing. They're tired of everything in this world. I I get it. I'm there. I'm with you with everyone. I'm not here to come on here and tell you to wear masks or social distance. There are plenty of other stupid podcasts that do that, so I'm not here to do that. I mean, I understand why there are so many turnoffs for this season. But it's just a shame that that in doing so, you're missing out on seeing some really good talent, and especially this kid. I mean, again, with he's been in for, what, 20, 28 games so far. And that's 10 goals, 17 points, and five game winners. This kid 
shades of Alexander Giroux. I keep saying it. Remember how clutch Giroux was. Gordo. Keith the coin, what those guys could do. Connor showing something really special. And this is really why, like I'm saying, like we have a full season in October and Connor comes back, gets a good, healthy, regular off season to just train Honus skills and <laughs> oh, the damage this kid could do. It could be glorious. I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? Yes, I am. But congratulations to Connor McMichael for being the Bears or PSECU insert corporate sponsor name here, player of the week. Good on them. So up next, we go to the world of sports media. And this dropped on on a Monday morning, late Monday morning, or what I call it when I wake up. Headline, NBC pulls out of bidding for the remaining NHL media rights package. Huh? Wait, what? Huh? It, it, excuse me? Um, several several uh, media reporters were announcing during the day that uh, NBC has pulled out of the bidding process because as of next year, um, ESPN is taking over the digital media rights and as we said on a previous podcast about a month ago, that the NHL and ESPN coming back, this is a good thing. It's great for both of them. I don't care if it'll be on their streaming service. I don't care if they might get regulated to ESPN2 on Wednesday nights. What's on a lot of gyms, airports, and hotels? It's ESPN. It's more exposure. If you want to hear my full take on this, go back to episode, I think, 12, NHL Reunited. Listen to that for my take on the NHL and ESPN coming back. But ESPN would only host four out of the seven Stanley Cup finals. So they kind of needed a second dance partner because ESPN's not going to be able to show all the games. And maybe on some years, they'll kick it over to another station. There is a possibility that NBC, Universal, and USA were going to pick up the remaining games. Well... Okay, whatever. Hockey on USA Network? That's, well, kind of awkward, but okay. But then, you know, it was broken today that NBC's out. And the team that, that, the, the media group that's going to step in is none other than Turner Media, i.e. Turner Broadcasting, i.e. TNT and TBS, HBO Max, the whole Turner area is going to get NHL hockey moving forward into next season. Now, the official announcement when the time this podcast drops is supposed to drop today. So probably on next week's show is when I might go into this is a little bit more detail when we have more details on this. But as of right now, from what little I could find is that they would get the other three Stanley Cup finals and quite possibly... And Greg Wyshininski on Twitter threw this out there later on, late Monday. I've seen some reports that CBS will have some Stanley Cup Finals games. If that's the case, it's a very late development. This process is everything I've heard. It's a cable-only deal with Turner. We will see how it shakes out in the final announcement, but he is skeptical. CBS and the NHL? Huh? Well, okay, that could work. I mean, I mean, CBS has a really good amount of guys they could bring in. 
I mean, would they bring in Dan Faust to call a game? Nah, they wouldn't. I mean, their A squad is, oh no, oh dear God. Does this mean we're going to get, hello friends, Jim Nance calling hockey? And Billy Packer? Ugh. I'm not sure how I feel about Jim Nance calling these type of games. Is he going to bring Romo along? Do we get Tony Romo in this deal? Somebody get back to me and see if Tony, Tony Romo would call NHL games. That I'd sign up for. That I would completely sign up for. So that was a bit of a late development as, yes, Turner is going to be getting, um, looks like, the remaining media deals. Again, that's TNT and TBS. Now CBS might be thrown into this mix as well. Uh, Fox Sports was looking to get in on this too, but unfortunately they dropped out. Darn. Dang it. I was, I, I was holding out for a slimmer of hope that NHL on Fox could come back and then my true 90s glory days could be returned once again. The return of the NHL on Fox. Dun, 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 dun. Coming back. A very underrated hockey theme, if you if you ask me. But um, at the time this podcast drops, everyone, go, let's go out there and find out where all this is going to shake up. One last story as we go Dateline, Ogatona County, and this from Alexandria Eckerman, um, from also with uh, Sinbin Crunch, as Sinbin covers a really good amount of American Hockey League hockey. Go check them out. Um, she covers the Syracuse Crunch side. She said she tweets Syracuse Crunch over Howard Dolgan has sent a letter to the team season ticket holders confirming game on in October of 2021 for a full in-person season next year. Oh baby. Yes. Now I will give credit to, um, to, uh, Howard, Howard Dolgan uh, or, Dolgan, he has been very transparent throughout this entire thing. Like when the season talks began back in December, he was very upfront with this fan base. Like he he had Zoom meetings. He was telling the press what was going on in these owners' meetings. Th- this is stuff that us fans, we don't get to hear a lot of. So to have an owner like that just come out and say, yeah, here's what we're talking about. Here's all the plans and just puts it all out in the open, good on him. Really good on him. Really good to hear stuff like that. Now, Syracuse has already stated to fans that they will need proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test to to attend crunch games this fall. A similarly, um, This is also what the Syracuse Mets are doing um, up there in Ogatona County as AAA baseball will start up soon. In fact, the Syracuse Mets will even offer rapid COVID testing at games so you could get tested right there, prove you're negative, bam, in you go. Now, I know a lot of you are tired of hearing about COVID. Again, I'm right there with you. But these are some of the steps that we are going to have to take. This is another step back to where we want to be. At least I do. And I, I believe, I'm holding out hope, ladies and gentlemen, that we will have a 100% capacity at Giant Center come October. It doesn't mean it'll be full 100%, but no more of this restrictions crap. We will 
be able to be there. Now, does this mean we'll, we may still have masks? <sighs> it's a possibility. I'm not going to stand here and BS you. I think that's a real possibility. You can put a lot of people in there, but you'll still have to wear masks. I don't like it. I really don't. And I know there's talks of boosters and, and other stuff out there. It, it's a tricky business. It really is. And who knows, by the time this podcast drops, there'll be different stuff about the outdoors and mask wearing. <laughs> I'm all for that with Hershey Park and, and uh, minor league baseball opening up. But that's just, that's just my opinion. I'm being optimist, optimistic about this. Because as we go into October, and I'll cover this on another podcast. I, I won't talk about it here. But Herco is going to have to work really hard to get the fans back. Because there's been a lot of turnoff. And the Bears fans have been away for very, very long. And the way Herco handles themselves in the offseason. And the way they're going to they're, they're gonna have to play along once we get into the late summer and the fall. And how we're going to get back at Giant Center in the fall is going to be very tricky. Because I'll tell you this, a lot of Bears Nation, they want 100% no masks. And I want that too. I really do. I don't know if that's, if that's going to be there. The Syracuse Crunch have already laid out their plans. And it's the end of April by the time this drops. And we're going to see a lot of other teams do this as we head through the summer. And again, everyone, I'm not going to come on here and tell you to get vaccinated. That's not me. That's not my place to do this. There's plenty of other people out there that will do that. But to everyone, you know, I think we've had a really good podcast here, everyone. Hitting about the 45-minute mark right now. And you know what, everyone? We only have a couple weeks left. We don't have a lot of games left. The boys will be back at it tomorrow night as we as this podcast drops. We'll, we'll be back in Newark for a 7 o'clock start there in North Jersey. And then the boys will be back at it in Newark once again. Let me just bring this up. No, I'm wrong. It, it won't be a Friday night game. It'll be a Saturday night game in Wilkesbury, my mistake, as we take on Wilkesbury again. Five o'clock start there up at the arena in the shadow of a mountain. Ooh, that would have been a lovely trip with me and my me and my lady. And then Back home Sunday as we take on those orange-coated you-know-whats in the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. 3 o'clock start at Giant Center. I'm sure tickets are available. And no word about makeup games for the Phantoms. I know we have two that we need to make up against. So three games we need to make up if I'm reading this correctly. And who knows if they're going to happen or not. I know the Toronto Marlies got um, got their season extended to May 20th so they could make up their games, but there will be no playoffs or regional or anything up there in Canada after May 16th as life AHL life in the North Division will stop up there. But that's another show for another time, ladies and gentlemen. So the boys will, will have a Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Wednesday, May 5th, we are back at the Electrodrome for the last Wednesday night game of the season. Next Friday is the one in Newark, as I was thinking of. 7 o'clock start. Last time there at RJ Barnabas Hockey Hoose. 
Saturday, May 8th. 4 o'clock start against Lehigh at home, and it's the last home stand. Binghamton on Saturday, 1 o'clock start on May 15th, and May 16th, 3 o'clock start versus Wilkes-Barre. That is the season finale. And I will keep telling you guys this. Just go to one game. Bears fans, how many of you ever listen to this? Just go to one. That's all I'm going to ask of you. Just go. You don't have to like it. Just go and support the boys because they know that you are there. So that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. And ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) uh, I teased a big announcement and I am going to tell everyone here that look within the next week or so, I'm hoping to have this drop on Thursday or Friday. I have my first big guest that I've booked on the show. He is a former Hershey Bear. I reached out to him on Twitter. He answered back. He's been willing to give me enough of his time. He's a fifth overall draft pick for the Washington Capitals all the way back in 2008. He was part of the God Mode team. We will have on this show Carl Alsner, former Hershey Bear, former Washington Capitol. I will be interviewing him about his time in Hershey. And, of course, we will talk about the God Mode team as well. Very excited to have Carl Alsner on the Grit and Barrett podcast coming soon as well. And as a reminder to everyone that as the NHL playoffs will start up and as the AHL season will wind down, we are going to pivot to the playoffs and a spinoff series I will have moving forward here in the next couple weeks. I'm looking to get up and running called Game Over, which is where we will talk to all 31 teams and podcasts here on the Hockey Podcast Network as we say Game Over to each and every team in the American Hockey League as they exit the season at one point or another. We've got three teams in the books right now that we will be talking to. It will be the Buffalo Sabres, the New Jersey Devils, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. I will try to get to them over the next couple weeks. But thank you to everyone for your likes, shares, listens, and downloads. This is all driven by all of you. All of you helped make this possible. The show is also dedicated in memory to Patricia Blosser. Always thinking of you, Grandma. Always miss you. Thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network for presenting this show, allowing me on to allow me to stretch my creative muscles and do this as well. So everyone, have a great week. You know, stay safe out there. Enjoy the great weather. Better days are ahead, I promise. And above all else, as Red Green would say, keep your stick on the ice. We'll catch you next time. That's the end of the game. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.